Hi, welcome to the 70th episode of In The Vitrine. My name is Danny. And I'm Nadia. And you will notice that we are still wearing the same clothes as last episode. <laughs> because we are recording two today. <laughs> two in one. together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. You gotta take the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So now for this episode, we're going to be talking about something that I did over the weekend. So yeah. I set up a visible mending um, station at a flea market um, at Super Freak. Mm-hmm. So Super Freak is this a uh, shop in Singapore, just down the road actually, okay. and they they actually started off as Super Space. You might remember oh. them at Orchard Gateway, and yes. it's run by Bobby, and it's next to Ritz Salon. So Bobby and Ritz are the amazing people uh, behind the Butter Factory, this club that I was uh, a very frequent. Uh, visitor too so I've known them a long time I went to the butter factory it was the the place to go (laughs) uh, when we were in our coming days (laughs) Um, and so they bring in a lot of like really cool independent designers upcycled designers Mm -hmm. um, uh, very um, like a very fun diverse set of uh, products and like you know so we had a lot of like really fun vendors at the flea market we had Becca the bus and Ariane Dan and there was um, um there was they were selling different like their own wardrobes but mm. also they even were selling uh, different vendors who were selling wigs and like handmade stuff. Nice. And so Ned, who is from Mashup, asked me if I wanted to set up uh set up a flea market and I was like, oh my gosh, actually I don't have much to sell. Like because you declutter, we talked yeah. about it in a previous episode. Yeah, <laughs> so I have like almost no clothes to 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 sell. So yeah. I was like uh, I really have nothing to sell, but maybe I can, because I've been doing this, as we spoke about in the last episode, maybe I can set up a mending station. So nice. So this is one of the things that I had been doing. And um, so I, I decided to set up like a visible mending station. Yeah. And it was really nice because uh, people came uh, and they really tried very hard to look for things in their wardrobe to mend. Um, so... Uh, it was uh, it was like about eight hours and I had different a, a couple of people who came by with clothes and some of them even messaged me before the day itself so it was really nice and it was really nice to see how um, people were so excited about their clothes mm. and and then we would do like a little conversation about do you want it to be contrasting or like right. matching so there's a lot of like creativity and like a bit of like conversation around how they wanted their men to look like as well. I think that's so interesting to me listening to you because, I mean, it sounds so simple. It's just about mending um, clothes that, you know, have a hole or, you know, it needs some like uh, zhuzhing up. Mm -hmm. But as I'm listening to you, it's really about community and connections, right? This idea of mending is an activity that brings people together, that allows people to share stories that allows you to get inspired as well because I know that some people brought in really special pieces that yeah. they want to wear but they can't anymore and then you're giving it a new lease of life yeah new lease on life and um yeah and then they will remember you every time they wear it yeah <laughs> that's so cool and I mean when uh I, I've been tra- I was, I'm trained as a fashion designer so obviously I love fashion and I love clothes and so being able to use this expertise of like fabric and you know how things are constructed um really make me makes gives me confidence that I really know what, how I'm handling the mm. clothes. But of course mending is supposed to be something that anybody can do as well. Um and 
but at the same time it, it makes me think a lot about like how I might be looking at things a bit differently from um, because I was trained in, in garment design right in right. textiles yeah so it's really cool and um, and and then I I think I was telling you that actually um, in for example in London mm-hmm. they have these mending cafes mm-hmm. where they people will come together with their things and then they'll just sit around and like teach each other how to mend different stuff like maybe you're very good at knits and I'm very good at denim mm. um, and it's more of a communal thing it, um, so yeah I hope that will come to Singapore <laughs> or we can yeah I mean it's again about the idea of connections yeah um, and I was also thinking that it seems quite therapeutic because if you show what you did again on screen I love that we can show things because we are doing a broadcast yes. this is like one of the few times we have shown something on screen but you can see that Danny put such care into doing these like little stitches um, so that it seems quite therapeutic as well and I'm just wondering whether it yeah. could become a new form of therapy because there's art therapy right <laughs> or like there's equine therapy and whatnot this could be a form of therapy that actually like also creates something beautiful I, um, yeah something I, of worth when I was doing my um, my MA and I had like a section on mending mm. Um, I was looking at it more aesthetically, but I, this book was by Elizabeth Spellman and she was equating mending mm-hmm. and like fixing of things to psychology, like to, to repair it in, in humans, right? And, and so there is definitely that parallel of like therapy and okay, maybe not like sanctioned therapy, but like, you know, mm-hmm. like something that is yeah, um, something makes, slow down with. It's restorative in a way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's really fun. And I got really obsessed with, I mean, um, buying linen and silk and cotton threads because you want to repair things with natural materials so that the like natural fibers just tend to go into the clothes much better and wash better mm-hmm. and just to, to match the, the fabric that the actual garment is made in. So it's really fun. Yeah. And I know that in Singapore, we have this thing called repair kopitiam. Okay, Kopi Dam um, is like um the, it means coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, in and, in, in Hokkien, which yeah. is a Chinese dialect. Yeah, and people come to to get mostly electronics. I think they're more well known for electronics, okay. and you can actually sign up to be a volunteer. And I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll teach you like well, not welding. Um, what's that one where you fix electronics? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like some, a form of mending some, electronics. Some sort, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's really cool. And they'll do things like fix a lot of fans and then donate them, for example. Mm -hmm. So I love that we have this resurgence of um, community sharing and like, um, you know, this increasingly idea of repair. And um, I was also told by Yun that um, in swaps in London that she's attended in, in London, uh, they will actually have like an on-site mender as well. Right. So it makes sense that anywhere that clothing is seen, you would yeah. have somebody that could, you know, spruce up or, or fix your garment. For yeah. You as well. And I think, you know, um, it's not that people don't want to mend things and they just want to buy new things. It's that they don't know how to mend things or they don't know where to go to mend things. Um, so it's really nice that this is sort of, getting a resurgence among the younger community uh, because this is something that I, I think we've always done, right? Like we would send it to, I don't know, like my, my market seamstress to help me to fix it. And then you would do it yourself. 
And I used to be able to like sew on buttons and things like that, but it all takes time. Mm. Um, and sometimes it just feels like, well, if I'm going to spend this much money on mending, I might as well, I might as well get a new one. Although that's mm. sort of like getting turned back because yeah. now we are realizing it's not sustainable. Yeah. yeah. But also I think the other thing is that we have become accustomed or at least we're okay with having yeah. a stain on our shirt and uh, I'm just going to go oh, with my shirt that's not ironed. I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to use my hair to cover it. So <laughs> we, we, our threshold for how, what is acceptable for for our clothes is also a bit higher, I think. Whereas mm, true. in the past, maybe if you had like uh, a little hole, you would be like, uh, much more conscious of it or yeah. you need to be much more conscious of it and I think that goes with the volume of clothes that you have right I mean if you only have like those few clothes that you wear you want to make sure that they're maintained really well um, but then if you have like a really big wardrobe it doesn't seem that important um, and then sometimes I think you know it just deteriorates from there like you don't iron something and you go on one season you're like oh okay it's fine I don't have to iron it the next time Yes. So yeah, um, but the idea of mending is, is really beautiful and I love the idea of visible mending because that's what you're doing. You're actually calling attention to it um, and not just like hiding it or making sure that it cannot be seen, but really allowing people to see that, you know, mending is or can be a beautiful thing. So yeah, yay. So that was fun. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that's all we have for this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening to all 70 episodes so far. Yeah, uh, wow. We're amazed that we've come this I'm far. Really amazed. Yeah, and we'll see you in the new year. Bye. Bye.